I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Transmitting live from Planet Margate. This is part two of a two-part conversation with my friend, Controller7, from San Francisco. Welcome to part two. Thanks for tuning in for part one. And thank you for listening to that intro. Good heavens above. I like to go on, don't I? I hope that sort of uh, gave you some, perhaps some interest or intrigue into this world of weird hip-hop. Doesn't feel as weird anymore now. It's strange. I go back and listen to it. It sort of doesn't, just doesn't feel weird. I think at the time it just felt a bit different. And it, it, you know, I was listening to a lot of like indie rock too and, Sometimes it just felt like it was an extension of indie rock. I mean, also you'd have the Anticon people teaming up with uh, like post-rock people. So, for instance, Hood, who are a UK group who are often considered post-rock, uh, they did an album which featured Dose One and Y, who were two-thirds of Cloud Dead, and do their own stuff individually as well. Um, so, yeah, there were often a lot of weird little hookups that happened, but... Those hookups, I mean, that comes from a good lineage of hookups, though. I mean, that's... I keep saying hookups. Collaborations. I don't know if you've ever seen the film Judgment Night. Um, (laughs) I don't think it holds up that well anymore. It's all right. As far as I remember, it's a bit like Warriors, but not as as good. Um, But the soundtrack for that, you'd have uh, De La Soul and Teenage Fan Club on a track. You'd have Onyx the rowdy shouty group and biohazard who are uh, i don't know industrial metal something like that i've never really listened to them so yeah um that album had a lot of weirdo collaborations on it and um yeah even like public enemy and anthrax like they they did a version of bring the noise if you ever heard that it's um it's just anthrax basically replaying the track bring the noise by public enemy and then public enemy are rapping on it still and um yeah, you know, Jesus, uh, Aerosmith, Run DMC. This stuff isn't new. It's just sort of, I think with with the uh, left field rap stuff, it it really just sort of found a, a good friend in the, uh, you know, like the, the post rocky indie ambient sort of world on occasion. So yeah, um, I don't know how did I get to that? That was a, that was a mean tangent. 
yeah collaborations and things like that so yeah it, it's been happening for a while the collaboration with Tommy and this rapper Mestizo who he talks about I mean that's not so odd because Mestizo is a, is a rapper the, the, the beats that Tommy made are pretty rugged like stand up hip hop beats so yeah it, but I mean it, I think with Tommy it's, because I haven't heard him specifically with a lot of other rappers like he has done stuff with Sage Francis and Soul and people like that and uh, yeah, a good, a good few others back in the day, but like since then, his path has been mostly sort of mixes and mashups and um, standalone production. So he had Left Handed Straw, he had a follow up called Right Handed Straw, of course, which came out <clears throat> 15 years later, and bits and pieces like that. But yeah, uh, I mean, the, the reason I was so excited about this one was because it's it's just straight up rap music. Like, it's, I, I, I haven't heard Tommy to sort of do like a produced album with just him and a rapper. So it was, yeah, I was, I was really psyched to hear it and it, it came out really well. So, yeah, it was, it, was, it was just really cool to hear the background of it, how it came together and just to talk about it all really and, and to talk about where he's at with all the uh, lockdown, how it's affecting him in San Francisco over there and parenting and things like that because, you know, we've got a few parent friends here in Margate and it's it's endlessly fascinating to see how everyone's coping with it in such different ways and I mean you know I don't feel like there's a right or a wrong way there's just angles and perspectives and yeah I mean in a sense we're making this all up as we go along and in another sense we're sort of preparing in in our own ways too and you know following the rules and the guidelines and what we should be doing and I think it's one of those one day at a time things i'm certainly finding that myself like some days are not as hard some days i mean day of doing this this is the friday that this podcast is hopefully going to come out yesterday was a kind of a shit show really <laughs> it, was, it was hard um woke up in a real real stinky mood real pissy mood i was in it was horrible um i don't know what it was either it was just like, it felt like a bunch of sediment sitting in my head from the past week and I hadn't noticed it building up and um, I've been trying to think about what it was about it which made it so annoying and like I was just really frustrated and just like, grumpy or like real not not in a good place and um, the way I think of it is permit me to go on for a sec all right let me let me just get this out and then I'll, I'll get back into the chat um, because I haven't really given you a diary of anything so far. I mean, there isn't really anything to tell you. <laughs> I've, I've, I've bought a lot of iPad apps. Um, I've finished a couple of mixes, which well, I'll tell you more about those later, or maybe next time. But yeah, the, as far as diary entries go, ain't much to report. But okay, mentality-wise, here's what I think. So apparently it takes like 21 days to form a habit. I feel like it takes me a shorter amount of time. Like, I'm quite habit-orientated, um, and I find it quite easy to slip into them, which isn't always good. Uh, habits aren't the greatest things, but they do give you a sense of order and uh, feel a sense that things are getting done, you know? So what I think is that we've been doing the lockdown... Well, OK, I speak in my situation. So, like, we've been doing the lockdown for about three or four weeks now. That's... I think long enough time to form a habit and that habit is you know try and go for a run or something in the morning or just get out in the day do some movement things and 
for the most part my days have been chained to the computer like I've been doing a lot of stuff and I don't normally spend this long at a computer I spend a long time at it but not this long so I've been doing a lot of work and shuffling around just sort of you know I get up do the stuff movement things or whatever come back and I'm kind of just on my computer for most of the day and it's it's not good but I feel like that's now become my habit so if there's any weird disruptions to it then I get all narky because it's like yeah but uh, but but then I'm not doing the stuff and I think that's the thing that I've got to change now is trying to sort of somehow switch the days up because in a time when effectively every day is the same and there isn't a huge amount of scope to alter it I do need to become more creative with it and sort of just get away from the computer a bit it's just it what happens is that I produce a lot of podcasts and so I've been doing that and I've been working on getting another podcast ready which I mean hopefully in in this sort of lockdown time that's going to come to some fruition which should be pretty exciting and just loads of other projects and unfortunately they all revolve around my computer (laughs) so to feel like I'm getting progress done it's it's sort of all taking place there like that's the venue to sort of monitor my progress which sucks and I'm yeah I've got to change that I've got to start reading more get back into meditation that bloody I don't know where that went um yeah so I think that's where I'm at it's like if there's any alteration to the daily routine I get a bit funny about it so I, I need to become more malleable and just more sort of receptive to changes and invite the changes in again because it's just yeah it's not it's not good and I don't like being like that at all and um, um, I think you know if this is going to carry on for a while then that is that's an immediate thing that sort of has to change so that's me I don't know if you feel the same I mean if like one really cool thing is the you know obviously clapping for the NHS it it's not immediately supplying them with that PPE that they need and uh, money but what I think is cool is that it gives us all a, a, a reminder of who like the people doing the doing the real you know, heavy work out there and it kind of puts us a bit on the same page and I think that's that's important to do anyway let's see where that goes thanks for indulging me I I just thought I'd kind of ramble a bit from the confines uh <laughs> I'm trying not to sort of uh, take advantage of my platform. <laughs> I suppose it is. Is you know having a podcast is like it's not just an excuse for me to just jibber jabber on about my life. But I mean, I guess now's the time to do it <clears throat> if I'm going to do it. So thanks for listening. Um, yeah, as I say, always reach out. Like um, you know, I'm around. So get get in touch. I'm on Twitter. All the contact details are on the podcast. So. Enough about me. Um, let's get back in to the chat I had with my friend Tommy from San Bruno, San Francisco, aka Controller Seven. Yeah, let's go. Uh, if if you want me to circle way back to how Couch came about, so oh yeah, now we we've got lots of uh loose ends and threads but no 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 let's just yeah absolutely go back to couch because that's i feel like that's, this is like one of the 
because I've seen everything you've done for a long time, and I've obviously I'm a crazy huge fan of yours, Tommy. But like, this is the one thing that I feel is getting like a lot of traction and it's sort of capturing a lot of people's imaginations and people are like, Oh, like, oh this couch thing's amazing. And people are like rightly, rightfully so. So it's, um, it's really, it's nice to talk about it because it's like the, the biggest sort of thing I've seen from you for a little while. It's really nice. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I think, I mean, I got to give a lot of credit to Mestizo cause I think he Just give about 50% of the credit to Mestizo. <laughs> I mean, I think he's, he's got his own like following and fan base and, I've got whatever fan base I've got. And I think it worked in a sense that like nobody was expecting this to happen. And Mm -hmm. I think the two of us kind of came together in a way that like maybe even we weren't expecting. Yeah. yeah. And we're not like putting it out there in like any sort of like pretentious way or anything. So I think that's just, I guess, how I'm taking it is that it was probably just like an unexpected, pleasant surprise yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I do got to give credit to him. He he definitely has like he's the, he. It, the funny thing is, we've never spoken to each other. Kind of similar to you, like <laughs> um, kind of built this relationship. But, I get the feeling that you just don't like you don't like speaking to. I mean, <laughs> like you like speaking to people online, and not in person. I'm only, I'm only joking. But, well, but I think the hard thing is. I mean, I am shy, but like, no, no, I'm, I don't I'm really mind. With you, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't mind talking, and like, I'm like a one-on-one kind of person. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't necessarily get out to like meet people and things like that. But for for this one, it just kind of worked because we're both dads. We, he's on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast, and mm. we didn't have like a lot of free time. He. He had his third child, like, basically, like, right in the middle of this or, like, oh, right wow. at the beginning. So he had a baby. Um, so if you listen to the album, there are moments, like, I, he, he was saying he was holding the baby while he was recording. Oh, wow, um, amazing. And so you can hear, like, I don't know if it was the baby or he's got two other sons. Um, but you can hear, like, kids screaming in the background <laughs> on certain parts. So cool. Yeah. Which to me is awesome because it adds this kind of like texture and it's like authentic to like who he is and where he is and yeah. why he's doing all this. And, um, no, it's, it means more than like if you really think about it, it's so significant. Like, like you were saying, it's sort of like it's where he was, it's why he's doing it because it's like you're supporting a family and, and it's like, um, yeah. there's so much involved in it if like you take it to the sort of the logical conclusion it's really important <laughs> and like you could see it as like oh how are we going to get this baby off this recording but like it's like no 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 it has to stay that's really cool like, yeah and even just like you know like when they're older and if they happen to listen to it it's mm. not like he he locked himself in a room and did this thing away from them it's like they were part of it mm. yeah. so I mean I think to me that's a cool little texture in the in the album but uh all right i gotta circle back to <laughs> I gotta com- com- complete some of these thoughts um this is this is the the looping part of you tommy even conversationally we we work in loops and no repetition but still loops it's good please continue <laughs> um yeah so i mean the whole thing kind of came about by 
them doing that record. I was watching those YouTube videos of people like making songs and my head was getting in this better space of like one of the things that really kind of set me off was um, there. One of the deconstructed videos was like the 17 year old kid and he put a beat on YouTube. Somebody took the beat, just made a song, made a video and it's got like 70 million. It was the NLE NLE Choppa song and um, like 70 million streams on Spotify. And my take, my takeaway was so you could hold on to something and think like, Oh, I've got this dope beat. I got to find the right person for it. Or you could put it up for free on YouTube and maybe nothing happens or maybe somebody takes it, makes like a a huge hit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I kind of got this whole new, like, what's the point of waiting attitude. Yeah. Uh, so I, when I had sent Mestizo a message asking if she wanted to do the song, I started trying to come up with one beat. And then I would spend like an hour every night. So I, everyone went to sleep in my house and then I'd go downstairs and spend like an hour and I would just make things fast. Like I wasn't mm. overanalyzing, trying to listen to like a bunch of samples. So it's just sort of like grab a record and make a beat out of it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then in the process of doing that, I just ended up with like a bunch of things that I thought were cool. And then, then I started getting to that place where how I was describing like my other projects. It's like, um, I start to see the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And not so much that like, Oh, this is the best beat I've ever made, but these 10 beats together will be something cool. And not just these 10 beats with like fade outs in between. It's going to be, I'm going to like think of all the little things that tie each one together and the way that they, the order that they go. Um, I mean, how do you, how do you get the, um, cause like like one thing about this, I mean, even as an instrumental project, it's like all of these little interludes and it's like all of the voices on it is so interesting. And like, I think one of the things that really grabbed me about your stuff since day one, like since left-handed straw and things like that, um, even Rain Men, like this, that's the first that you did the Rain Men remix with Deep Puddle Dynamics. Like that's the first thing I think I heard you on. But um, it, it, there are so many different elements, and it's really it weaves together. But it, I, I love that because it's a really mixtapey approach. Like if I was to compare it to somebody else who gives me that real like in, inspiration feeling, it's like Mr. Dibs. Like on this, he did that Turntable Scientifics mixtape, uh-huh. and like the. It's like if I listen to Left Handed Straw and Turntable Scientifics, if I'm in the right zone, I could probably bang something out that evening. Like, because they're so, um, it, it just hits me on every single right spot. And uh, so, like, how, like, what, with, with the interludes, do you get to that later or do you sort of assemble it on the go as you're arranging it? Do you do, you do the interludes per track sort of thing? Well, for Couch, it was different than Left Handed Straw. So, Left Handed Straw, I made from beginning to end yeah and it was just like i put something so i was and that was that probably came out from using a four track and maybe the same for dibs i think there's just something about 
you put something down and then you're going to put something after it and you're just kind of building and building and building. I wish I could get you to teach me how to use a four track man. Like I, I've got one, like I've got a Tascam multi-track or a port studio, whatever it is. And, um, I've tried using it. I find them so baffling. <laughs> I know it's, it should be the easiest thing in the world, but I don't get it. And these old DJ shadow mixes, like how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> I don't get it. Oh uh, yeah. I mean like the shadow stuff, I don't, know about that like Uh, doing the where he was making beats on it um i don't think i could do that because that's some real patience and timing right there yeah but i always just used it as like a way to make the collage so i'd like take the thing from my like the beat from a sampler and then the record going in whatever all the things that are like making the full piece Mm. um but I think one thing like I definitely do is I'm super careful about like even like record noise and like air and stuff about I don't want anything to feel jarring. So yeah, yeah. it may not sound like you may not hear anything, but usually like I'm not saying I don't ever make mistakes and there could be something really obvious, but um, I put a lot into like the way like a sound comes in and it's it's i don't want you to kind of like that magic trick thing the magic trick should Mm. happen when they're supposed to to distract you yeah but i don't want anything to come in and distract you when it's not supposed to distract you so maybe the so maybe the magic trick is actually making the thing unseen at that point (laughs) if that makes any sense like yeah no i get it man i get it if I put something in there and there's like, I had to chop it and there's gaps in the, the kind of air and like the record noise, Mm. I would, I'd go back and fill it in with record noise so that you're not hearing like ups and downs because I don't want you to hear like that dialogue, but also think like, whoa, it's all choppy. Now that, that, that is so like, you're, you're really speaking my language. It's so weird because like that is exactly what I try and do as well. Like, um, cause I mean, I, I edit a lot of podcasts and the, the things you're talking about there is like the, the sort of magic tricks and stuff. Um, and also, I mean, I could sum up editing as like you're trying to be invisible, completely invisible, but the amount of stuff that I do with the edits is like, I wish I could show people sometimes because <laughs> there's some really like, yeah. you have to be so inventive. Like, but yeah, like what you said about having the gaps and if it, if it shakes you out of that dream of like, Oh wait, what? Oh, that's a sample. It's chopped up. Ah, like, yeah. Then my work is not done. Yeah. It'd be like, if you went to the movies and I don't know like what it would look like, but like, like you saw edits. Yeah. 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 You, you'd stop watching the movie and being in that world. And Fourth you, wall, isn't it? Yeah. You, you'd think like, oh, they're making a movie. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So um, the with Couch, I kind of took a similar approach in the sense of, but this, this time it was, um, I had an idea that I wanted for the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and it, it was all, the reason it's called Couch and, the kind of general feel of the whole thing was so I had already talked to Mestizo, asked if he wanted to do a song. I didn't tell him right away, but then I came up with the idea of I'm just going to send him a full album. Uh, if he only wants to do one song, that's fine, but I'm going to send him the whole thing. And 
my idea was that like I could send him like a little package of beats and he'd hear it however, but they'd be like separate beats and he'd mm, hear yeah. he'd hear something like in the way that he heard it. But if I pieced it together from beginning to end, it's sequenced how like I imagined it to be, it's got the dialogue, then he's gonna hear like the full album like how I yeah. wanted to hear it. And yeah, and it will trigger responses in him too. So like the interludes, like yeah, the little dialogue snippets, then that'll probably set a you know, paint a picture for him and then it gives him the environment to fill, sort of thing. So it's like you're you're making the structure of the house and he's like, you know, doing all the sort of interiors and stuff. Yeah, and I, I said go ahead and do whatever you want and I gave him so when I sent him the whole thing, I sent it as one long SoundCloud file. Yeah. And tr- so, so beginning to end, and I wrote a description of the general thing I had in mind and then what each song was. I was open to him doing whatever, changing mm. things however. So I, I had come up with this idea of I'm going to do the whole record. And then I was just out for a, a walk one day while I was at work. And I came across the couch sitting there <laughs> on the sidewalk. and. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking like, all right, we're going to do an album. Like, what is it? Like, what would the cover be? All these things. And at the same time, I'm like kind of overwhelmed with the world, just politics and like the environment. And, yeah. And, and this was pre, pre-coronavirus as well. Sorry to bring it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it definitely was. I mean, ironically, it feels like even more relevant now. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I just had this idea of like thing, things are just messed up. I'm kind of like depressed. And, but then like I saw the couch and I took the picture of the couch and started thinking about it and how like the couch was kind of how I was feeling in the sense of, so like a couch is usually this comfortable thing. Uh, but are you feeling, are you feeling slept on Tommy? Is that what you're telling me? Not, not <laughs> slept on, but like, so like you think like a couch is where people like relax and like have like comfort and stuff and yeah, yeah but yeah. a street the street couch is like <laughs> street couch broken or the abandoned couch is like broken yeah. missing cushions is dirty <laughs> um, so to me it like became maybe I was overanalyzing it but it just no it's good it, it's this. perfect it, yeah I don't know exactly what you're saying yeah. it just kind of tapped into how I was feeling because like. You know, you like scroll through Reddit and you read these articles about like just terrible, terrible things. Mm. But the irony of like doing it on a phone, on an app in like what the comfort of your own little world. And you may just like close Reddit and then bounce over to Instagram and look at memes or like. So it's just this like false comfort, strange combination world that we live in where it's so easy to like read an article about um, just like genocide in some country and then close that and then bounce over to something that's like completely like ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. um, And you may feel like outraged one second, like that this this is awful. And then switch right over to like the kind of do nothing I'm looking at memes now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in the same way, like a, a couch can get worn out and thrown out on the street. It's like, I feel like that constant back and forth is sort of, if you imagine, 
I don't know, like a, a shoelace, you know, it keeps getting worn down, like, and then it snaps. I feel like doing that constant pendulum of your mind online can take a real toll. And I'm, I'm sure, yeah, like exactly what you said, it's like you can go from experiencing one completely opposite feeling to then going, ha, ha, oh, it's terrible. Ah, look at that, look at that cat. And then it's like, that can't yeah, be, that can't just, be good for your mind. No, yeah. So that, that was like the frame of mind I was in. Like I had that picture and I thought like, all right, this is the cover. And then I started just kind of gathering things that I felt fit that vibe of kind of like desperation, like things are messed up and like society's not how it should be, not how we want it to be. Mm. I'm not saying I'm like some person that that's out there making all kinds of change and stuff is more just a reflection of my own frustration with the world and frustration with myself of how I was processing this and like handling things. Yeah. So that was how like I kind of pieced together the whole like vibe of it. And then when I gave it to him, so basically this album is, it's like 90% the same as what I gave him in the demo yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then he wrote to it, and so I think it worked in what I was shooting for. Where if we had done one song and then done another, and did it like in kind of like separate time periods, mm. I think it may have felt a little more disjointed. Um, yeah, that that chronology that you've given it is that's a re- I love that approach. Like I think that's great. Like just giving somebody a finished book, sort of, or like not a finished book, but I mean, I, I, don't know, I don't want to belittle either of your roles, but I just, I'm trying to think of analogies and it's almost like giving somebody a coloring book and then sort of you've given him the outlines and he's like done this incredible design inside it and turned it into this, yeah, like, or giving it some life in there. Yeah. Like if he's the author, like I wrote, I wrote the table of contents <laughs> and I, I put like an outline for each chapter, but he yeah. wrote the, he wrote the story in it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I was shooting for, and um, love it. Yeah, I think I think it worked. Yeah, man. No, it, yeah, it's, it's it's so it's it's great, man. I'm so happy that it's out because of like you you sort of showed me some sneak previews. Uh, I think like last summer or something. It feels like it was years ago, but I mean, not that it took you a long time. It's like it actually didn't take you long at all, and I'm I'm so happy that it came out that quickly because it's like I've been starving to hear this for so long, but. Yeah, man. Uh, congratulations. It's great. It's so good. Thank you. Yeah, it was like, I think it was about six months from when I sent the first message to like now. So I ended up started, I, I started sending the instrumental to like a few friends because there was kind of this hard, almost like lonely feeling to it of having basically like made a full thing. Like I kind of, I wasn't completely done, but like the demo I sent him was like, I kind of did my part and mm. then I handed it off to him and I was waiting for him to do it. So in the waiting, there was this strange feeling of like, I did all this work and I want people to hear this. And if, if you know what I mean, like I did all this, but it was like, I made an album and then I just decided not to do anything with it. Yeah. yeah. So so then I started sending it to some people just so like someone could say like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. No, sometimes you, you, you need that. Like you need somebody to sort of give you a bit of a thumbs up. It's like you running a marathon and then 
somebody passes you a drink of water or something it's like, oh yeah and then you can sort of power on a bit you just need a little bit of positive feedback and reinforcement and there, no there's nothing wrong with that at all it's good yeah just to like even for myself like acknowledge that like yeah i did that like yeah. i i did i did make something and like <laughs> so someone can listen to it and um yeah. Yeah, and I mean, my approach to the whole thing was if if it didn't work out with him and, like, he only wanted to do a song or he didn't have time to do it or didn't like it, worst case, I'd have an instrumental thing I could put out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it all worked out. Then I ended up even taking that, like, I took the model that I used for that and I made another one with someone else. <laughs> Someone which else? is now kind of which is now kind of wrapping up too and um being very very secretive tommy we're trying to keep it a secret so it will just it will just come out <laughs> okay it'll right. be a surprise okay I'm, i was gonna try and coax some names out of you but i'll uh i'll let's let you be elusive on this one i think you've you've earned it i think people will be surprised and it will be unexpected not just that the two of us did it but then what the record is will be unexpected too oh man um but yeah it was cool i did the kind of the same thing like not as much as i did for couch but i pieced this whole thing together and sent it to the person as one thing yeah and said yeah. just do do what you want to this it's, it must be su- such a playground like if somebody gives you like yeah i can't i can't imagine i, I guess it'd be like somebody sending like you or I, just a bunch of acapellas, like, but acapellas that were sort of like, right, this is, this one starts here, it's at 92 BPM, this one, you know, giving you acapellas in order, and then you have to create the music behind it. I'm trying to think of the equivalent for us, like, as yeah. you know, producers of beat makers and stuff, like, yeah, it must be so exciting. It, that would be exciting, but like, insanely terrifying too, because oh yeah. yeah. imagine how, that would be so hard <laughs> well I and mean, i've got like a, i've got um i mean there's some some projects i've worked on and i've got the acapellas for the whole thing like i did the there's like a b dolan album like a remix album i did a while back but um i've also got these like aesop rock uh i think it's bazooka tooth and what's the other one uh, another one but yeah i don't know I, i've toyed with the idea of like remixing the whole thing but it's it's hard to sort of like I don't want to do that danger mouse thing. It's like I mix this with this sample source and I made it this like a gimmicky sort yeah. of like you know not gimmicky yeah. but like a, a, one of those concepty mashup things. I'd rather do it just like a straight up like sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. But yeah, I don't like know. More, yeah, intentional. Kind of, yeah, I think so. But then it'd be nice to you could even just sort of use that as the framework and then right. I've got I've got an album which is the same tempo as all of those vocal tracks, but then take away the vocals and just send that to another rapper or vocalist or something. So it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, that, you know, that cut chemist song with, uh, Mr. Lift and Edon, uh, the storm. Mm. Yeah. I think he, the original one was like a, a break beat and they did it, uh, to the break. Yeah. It was a Titanic break, wasn't it? And he went back and, flipped it to that that kind of 80s drum machine yeah the weird german synthy stuff yeah 
That's nuts. Really love that's that's like it's a lot. There's a lot of cut chemist tracks that have completely ruined my eardrums in the past. Like there's that Mean Gene track with Edan. It's just like stupid. It's like a distorted, busted yeah. block party tape. I can't get enough of it. It's so good. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Okay, so it looks like we're about halfway through the podcast at this point. So I'm going to just put a little pause in the middle here, as occasionally we have to put some adverts in there and um i want to just sort of leave a nice little space for that to happen so here is that and we will return to the podcast directly after see you soon hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I was wondering, music aside, like what advice would you have for parents in situations such as we are facing currently how are you guys of how are you handling parenting two kids in a house all by yourselves limited contact to the outside world (laughs) etc yeah that's a a tough one and i i some of my other friends we've talked about kind of like what you tell them and what you don't and Oh, yeah, that too as well. Yeah, it's difficult. So, I mean, my kids know that their school, they're not going back to school at least until May, but it's probably not going to happen this school year. They've already sort of had the idea that they may not go back to school this school year. Yeah, yeah. Um, But we've been pretty lucky. The school districts they're in, they jumped into online learning right away. They do like Google check-ins, like where they have like a chat and the teacher is there just kind of checking in with them and they have assignments. And um, luckily, my like I said earlier, my wife is like really good about scheduling things and kind of keeping things in order. Yeah, super important. Somebody like I find that with my girlfriend as well. Like she's really, really like awesome at 
planning and stuff like that and with me it's sort of i'm just like yeah yeah i'm sure it'll work out all right but it's like no no you have to actually plan for stuff buddy for christ's sake like yeah it really helps yeah i mean i i'm in that same exact boat i'm like kind of floaty and like whatever comes comes and <laughs> yeah. uh, i think that's kind of the hardest part for me during all this is like i'm not at work and so just mm. trying to i don't have like my desk at work and at work, I had dual monitors, which like made a lot of the stuff I do easier. And now I'm like working on a laptop. And yeah, yeah. Um, where, where do you work? If I may, tell me, where do you work? You work? Is it? Am I right in saying it's a library? Yeah. yeah. So I'm. A, uh, I went back to school and got a master's in library yeah. and information science, and wow. um, and then became a librarian, and then I became a, a manager. So I'm a manager at a library, and I mean. There hasn't been like a ton of work that there's like only so much we can do, and we're trying to figure out what we can do. Yeah, um, has it enabled you to think creatively out of the sort of current problem? Like, are you sort of are there any like positives that you can derive from everything, like to do with your work? Uh, well, yeah, we're. I think we're getting there. We kind of it was like a weird staffing situation where everyone was going to get paid during the, it was going to be three weeks of closure. Mm. Um, and if you did extra, like if you actually worked, they'd give you banked time off. And so yeah, it yeah. kind of created this weird scenario where doing a lot of work wasn't really encouraged because we didn't need everyone banking like days of vacation. Oh yeah. yeah of course. That, so when we come back like we'd have a problem with that and, um, yeah vacation pile up <laughs> yeah so i think like this coming week we're probably gonna like now that we know this is not necessarily ending anytime soon we're gonna have to transition into a new approach but yeah i mean i think like in some ways like i will uh get back to a more creative side where in the building, I think I had not been doing that because I uh, uh, just in my role, like I was more doing supervising than being the one doing a lot of the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it may ironically kind of give me a chance to do some of those things that I like to do. Is there any way you can tie it into music or can you introduce any of your sort of musical skills into the whole thing or? How does it, how would that work? Do you reckon? I I could maybe. I mean, the hard thing is, I think what I'm into and what I do is like very particular <laughs> in a way. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, not that it not that it wouldn't like have appeal to lots of people, but yeah, I gotta think about like what I could do because a lot of the stuff I do is tying back to what we were talking about earlier is a lot of headphones on yeah. repetitive like editing it's kind of boring stuff <laughs> yeah. uh, i'm not i'm not the person who like can make the video of like playing the whole song live on a sampler <laughs> yeah yeah it's not not as easy as some people make it out to be. I think I've I've tried and this is oh god, <laughs> given up. The amount of like full starts I've had and then total bails. Like it's yeah yeah. It's, not alone. it's hard to make music visual mm. if you're just one person. So maybe I, I'll, I'll I think 
it's going to push everyone to get creative, like especially in a library setting. Like if we can't let people in to use the building or to get the materials in the building, yeah. we're going to have to get creative of like what we can do to offer to them. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of places, like there are a lot of uh, kind of cafes and places around here that, I mean, obviously they've had to shut. So they're thinking of how they can recreate that experience in people's houses so for instance there's one cafe next to us it's amazing um it's, well shout out to storeroom i might as well i mean you you haven't been in there or heard of it but <laughs> this is just for the margate people but um they're total coffee nerds and like they go out on these sort of well that they did they went to these expeditions and like they got real uh, close ties with all the producers and all the sort of the people who get the beans and all this kind of stuff. It's really like properly sourced and like, really nice and um, and and all the sort of staff get treated really well and everything. But in having to close, it's like, well, how do they then recreate that at home? And they've been pretty inventive. You know, they're still roasting and they're still delivering stuff like no contact deliveries and like giving people ro- uh, like tips on how to prepare coffee and all this kind of stuff and okay i mean yeah it, it does it does make people sort of think or, or it also gives people a bit of time as well to think about how they can do that and sort of communicate the message a bit yeah i mean it's it, obviously unfortunately it doesn't work for everybody but i think yeah if, if it, it can sort of open a few doors in some ways i think and it gives people a bit of permission to think outside of what they might normally do i suppose yeah i think uh like what i was saying earlier about the unintended consequences like the environmental stuff and Mm. there's kind of an amazing unintended consequence like happening where people are doing the live instagram things or like sharing in ways that in what we would call normal times Mm they wouldn't be doing those things. Like, I mean, maybe people did Instagram live, but you know, you're not going to get D nice getting like 140,000 people with like <laughs> Michelle Obama and Rihanna in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those pet, the, the, like last night, DJ day did a live thing and it was just like, so fun being in there and him like interacting and, it was it reminded me of like old message board days on the uh, internet because yeah, yeah. a bunch of the people from the Solstra message board were in there. Oh, that's your old stomping ground, isn't it? Solstra. Yeah. yeah. And so the world has kinda I mean, I'm not on Twitter, so maybe I, I am not in the in touch with this, but I feel like things have moved to there's a lot of interaction, but it's all disconnected. It's not like real time interaction. It's like yeah, yeah, you yeah. post it when you're looking at it, you comment when you're looking at it, and then you, when you're on the other side, you see like oh x amount of people commented, and you read them all at yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. Where if you're together and you're like you said this thing, I said this thing. Oh, you feed off this thing. It's like there's something so different about it. And well, it's like um. Like this is, I mean, I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day about it. It's like in the UK, so we've got, a, you might know it, there's a program called EastEnders. Have you ever heard of EastEnders? Have you seen it? Uh-uh. Okay. So it's been going, like probably, I don't know, I think I was born just before it started. So this is like real early 80s. It's been going since then, like regular episodes. Yeah. The storyline has been, they haven't had any breaks or anything. It's just been a storyline after storyline and for 40 years or something 
And back in the day, like sort of in the 80s and 90s, I would watch it absolutely religiously, like Tuesday night, uh, let me see if I can remember, Tuesday night, 7.30, Thursday night, 7.30, then they introduced the Friday night one, and then they'd have the Omnibus edition, which is all of them together on Sunday lunchtime, and um, there's something about like everyone tuning in at the same time, yeah. it's, it's just this really weird sort of like you know that you're part of a community and you can't see everyone in their homes or anything, but you know that everyone's doing that same thing with you. And what you said about, yeah, like this sort of, this sort of splintered off internet, it's like you're curating your own timeline, but that is weirdly isolating in a way. And, and I feel like as now we are, I'm thinking of this on the, on the, on the spot, by the way, I'm, I haven't rehearsed this or anything, but like, probably something to do with us being in isolation we are looking for those communal moments so it's like it's almost in reverse now yeah it's like we're not just looking for solo experiences we're looking for communal experiences because we can't have them at the moment so like we need them you know yeah yeah like you're you're not out at work or like whatever whatever the distractions are in your life if you're kind of sheltering in place the yeah the di- distractions and the communal elements are gone so yeah uh so i I, it's pretty cool i mean i think like people are doing like those money mark i don't know if you've seen the money mark videos i've seen he's doing things i I haven't seen them though what's happening with those yeah he he's doing these isolation jams and just doing kind of like taking his huge collection of like all this interesting gear and making little interesting songs like there's one where he's got a keyboard and he puts some brownies into like it was either a hat or it was like part of the speaker but he says grandma says they're best warmed up let's see if we can warm them up and then he does this really low bass tone and he's (laughs) going through the keyboard and he finds the frequency and tweaks it and then the speaker rumbles so much that the brownies fly out oh my god (laughs) yeah just like just fun stuff like that and um, <laughs> really experimental weird stuff that's cool yeah and yeah. i think it's like pushing some people to just like out of boredom or just like out of wanting to connect with people yeah to like do do things they wouldn't normally do and yeah it's a strange time i mean i see lots of that stuff and then i see lots of people posting things about like don't feel bad if you're not creating it's okay yeah like yeah just which i think is really important too is like i'm i'm resonating with that a lot actually <laughs> i really am yeah i think yeah. i think for some people like for me i'm kind of itching to just do all kinds of things but that's because i was working and i've got kids and like so now this is kind of like newfound time even though i don't really have a whole lot of extra time because mm. during the day i can't do anything but um for me it's kind of like i i finally have like a chance to maybe like push out some extra creative energy yeah yeah there are bonus moments where it's almost like any free time that you find yourself having you're not going to waste them i think that's the thing when when we have all the luxury of like a day when we can go outside we can do whatever we want and come back and whatever we do just sort of waste a lot of it and there's a lot of languishing around and just kind of chilling and stuff but i I feel like now yeah i I mean yeah we're lucky to have as many outlets as we do and and even an audience you know like i wonder what this would be like 20 years ago but Uh um it's definitely yeah it's it's definitely um 
we, I feel like none of us are really wasting the time. And if we are wasting it, we don't feel guilty about it because there's a lot more time to come. So like, it's not like we've got a week and that's it. Yeah. It's like we've, we might have a few weeks or a few months. So yeah. 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 So yeah, I guess like kind of tying it back to your original question of like what parents could do and, or just anyone mm. in general. I think for me, it was kind of helpful to, because I've gone up and down from like, this is kind of awesome to have some free time to completely depressed about <laughs> the state of things. And yeah, yeah. The, the thing I'm just trying to do each day as it comes and also to just like take each day as it is because theoretically there's going to be a time when we go back to the routine mm. and... And in that routine, people are generally like, I don't have enough time to do the things I want to do. Yeah, so So, this is what it's like when we do have the time. (laughs) Yeah, and so, like, you don't want to be on the other side. I mean, you do, like, hopefully everyone be safe and healthy. But to be on the other side and look back and feel like I didn't do, I didn't take advantage of that time. So, But, I mean, even if taking advantage of it is just, like, sleeping more, and or even just spending time with your family like i was like that's the question i was asking you is like what what advice have you got i mean part i mean maybe something that everyone can do if they have kids i mean like me and my girlfriend don't have kids but we we're lucky to have a a lot of sort of friends with kids and we got kids in our lives kind of thing but maybe a really cool thing to do would just be to just spend some time with your kids if you haven't had a chance to in the past like maybe maybe that's the thing like that's the the thing to be doing i don't know it could be as simple as that yeah and maybe try like i mean to probably spend you usually spend a lot of time with them anyway yeah (laughs) but um like maybe spend time with them in in new ways like um we've been trying to like go through all of our board games and uh things like that and i gotta clean up my music space but i was thinking Mm. like me and the kids could like actually learn how to play an instrument and like Uh. let's really learn piano like something like that where i gotta be more purposeful about we're in the house all day um like what can we do together and not get stir crazy and get on each other's nerves and um so, yeah, I don't have any, like, t- real advice or, or wisdom on that besides just kind of process it and do, like, what you need to do. And yeah. uh, maybe there is something that uh, you could focus on that's, like, on the other side of things is going to be meaningful. Like, you mm. come away with some new skill or you've got a piece of art on the wall that, like, you and the kids did together yeah, something something to commemorate it, like come out with a positive from it. Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. It's it's definitely hard. I mean, uh, I think um, I noticed like different energies. Like they're not able to get their energy out in like the usual ways, like at school yeah, or just yeah. running around and stuff. So like, there's like different energy at at times and. I'm just trying to be kind of mindful of, yeah, like things aren't normal for them. I mean, they're definitely not normal for me. So mm. it's got to be even more more complicated for them. Yeah, I guess um, you can't just sort of, I guess the thing is to just sort of not, not pretend that it's a normal experience, but 
work within that weirdness and just sort of find a like find a sort of place of normality inside it all which i guess that's the struggle we're all facing and that's why yeah. i'm talking about the weird dreams and stuff is like like what what playground is uh or our subconscious is sub, i can't is that the right word subconscious is subconsciousnesses <laughs> oh god i'm getting tied up now but yeah like our sort of unconscious minds like we must all I don't know. I'm just sort of curious to know how we're processing it, and it will be interesting to see what all yeah. comes out of all of this, like from an artistic sense as well. Yeah, because it, it and it and it's strange. Like, not only I don't want to sort of, I mean, it's already a downer in enough, but like to be a bit more down about it, I suppose, just for a second. It's I find it hard because I'm conflicted in saying oh, I've got all this free time, but. I've got free time while there's a lot of people dying and who are super ill. So it, I, that's why I'm having a bit of trouble with it because it's sort of like, yeah, not that I feel guilty about it, but it's like, it's not, it's not just chilling. It's not like, ah, oh, here you go. Some free time. It's like, yeah, because it's a really horrible situation. So it, I find that difficult to reconcile, I think. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I think it all depends on your circumstances. Like it might be free time for some people. It might be, be imposed free time which is you know and loss of income and like yeah so like the idea of like being creative or anything in the like probably most stressful time yeah and balancing that with like people are dying at alarming rates it's everything is just like so hard to comprehend i mean it's kind of the same same as that analogy of like you walk outside and it's like peaceful and there's something that feels like right about it but it's during a time that's like completely wrong it's very twilight zone it's like there's a situation but there's a really weird underside to the situation that's sort of like yeah like an, an ideal thing but there's there's a cost to it sort of thing so yeah 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 man well as a, a positive to take away from the experience tommy is that it forced me to work out how zoom works and give you a shout (laughs) so i'm really happy that we finally got to talk man since like i think the first time i got in contact with you uh like in a sort of kind of physical ish sense was um sending you a check or no sending you some dollars for a t-shirt a left-handed straw t-shirt oh yeah yeah um yeah And and you must you must have at the it had to have been the same time you sent me a cassette of like a project you had done. Yeah, and that was it. It, yeah. it had it had wax melted all over it. I tell you what that was. That was um so it was I had these cassettes with weird covers and I I was going through a weird sort of post art college phase where I was mixing it was I mean, essentially, it was, to- it was toilet paper. So I was mixing toilet paper with water, adding paint to it, and then putting PVA glue on it. Oh. And then it turns into this really weird, like, and then I'd hair dry the yeah. Christ out of it. And then um, that would turn into, like, yeah, it was like a weird waxy sort of thing. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I remember that now. I still have it. Oh, bless you. I, had, I mean, that was one of the things that always, always blew me away was, like, everything <laughs> you ever sent me was, like, it wasn't, like here's like this burned cdr with some scribble <laughs> on it like you uh, can't do it man. you did full hand styles like drawings <laughs> and then like a full note like a full page written yeah, letter with everything 
Tommy, uh, one um, thing I don't do is fuck around. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so you'll I always, can tell. yeah, you'll always get the real deal from me, man. No, it's it's cool. I mean, you always came through with it as well. You sent me, you sent me so many crazy things, man. Like I've got all the different variations of the left-handed straw vinyl. I've got, I think I've got all your releases, maybe apart from the right-handed straw tape. But I mean, basically, I've got like your whole catalogue, and it's yeah, it's it's a, it's a wonderful thing to behold. And it's like, in the same way you were talking about how you present an album, it's almost like a book. So it's like the sum of its chapters, sort of thing. It's like I feel your collection is like that. It's like if you if you have it all, you sort of listen to it all in one go, you get a real sense of like there's a sense of progression. There's a sense of like it, it's just yeah, there, there's a lot happening in it, and you can really sort of. I mean, there's so many experiences you can apply them all to as well. It's like, so like that X to less track, you can have that as like a sort of breakdance soundtrack. And then you've got like Tired from that same EP and it's like a really lush soundtracky sort of track. And, you know, there's, there's straight up MC tracks on there as well, or like DJ tracks or whatever. And yeah, it's, there's there are a lot of hey. different rooms in the in the Controller 7 mansion let's say so yeah big ups to you man <laughs> thank you yeah, that's cool thank you i appreciate that yeah it's awesome yeah and, uh, it's kind of it's kind of amazing that our everyone gets to listen to the first time we ever talk to each other <laughs> I, I had it recording so when you came through it would like i've basically recorded before you came through on the call as well so like i really i wanted that just for myself anyway because I, I thought this is like quite a significant yeah. phone call so that's no, great man it's great when this and this whole thing blows over we will figure out a way of uh meeting up yeah, and we'll, we'll make a point of it yeah, yeah absolutely man um tommy thank you so much uh give me some places where people can get in touch with you keep up with you what's the most active place i feel like it's instagram is that right yeah for me for me the easiest one is instagram so if you want to know anything about what i'm doing just follow me on instagram and it there is a person with controller seven spelled the way i put on my releases but it's like one photo of a beach, and that is not me. Mm. Um, Why do they do that? It's so weird, man. It's fine. You can't. There's a space in my name, anyways, and you can't do that on there. So oh, okay. my account is just the whole controller sevens entirely spelled out. So C O N T R O L L E R S E V E N. Okay, got you. So if you go there, you I will update things. Whatever I'm doing, you'll see it on there, and then the bio has one of those link tree things so it links out to the various places where you can find things so if you go there that's the that's the spot the best source cool and hopefully by the time this comes out you'll still have the um inside jams up there as well the little uh the daily one minute beats or or not daily but like regular oh yeah yeah the the video edits. Yeah. So those are all, um, if anyone checks them out, those are all, I'm not doing anything in any audio equipment. It's a hundred percent video files with sounds in them. And I just edit in a video program, um, <laughs> to make the make, I make the music in the video editing program, but yeah, those are just on my account. And then I made a little, a highlight in my story. So, um, and a hashtag. Oh, cool, cool. So, Nice. So you can ju- you can just you can just click on the hashtag and um, get all of them. 
Amazing. I'll, I'll put links and I mean, there'll be so many links to all your stuff. So yeah, yeah. Like, don't worry about that. I've, I have got you for sure. Okay. Tommy, thank you so much, man. You're the best. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Cool, I'm glad we got to connect. Yeah, me too, man. It's great. Nice one. So I'm looking on the recorder that I'm doing these intros on. And well, I mean, basically I've got a podcast on its own. That's not cool. <laughs> I'm I am misusing my intro and outro time greatly. So um, let's think of this as a, a collaboration between me and Tommy. And uh, this is a sort of duo podcast of an interview with me and him and a monologue from me. So <laughs> I hope that's okay. Who knows what's going to happen next week or sorry, the week after next. I've got a few ideas. I hope some of them come to fruition. And uh, if not, I've got some other ideas. So let's see how it goes. But um, I mean, who knows what, like, where we're going to be in two weeks. Uh, I, I imagine we're going to be in the same place we are right now. But with any luck, there'll be some progress or some, something good will have happened. And we'll see a, a, a refreshing change in things. But if not... I don't know about you, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to keep on keeping on and um, just trying to find the uh, daily spirit to keep afloat and positive and um, yeah, keep the train running. And if I find myself getting into those weird moods and funks, then hopefully remembering all the good advice I've heard over the years from different podcasts and sort of you know trying to actually sort of step in get behind the controls and intervene before it turns into a a wasted day of being being moody you know so <laughs> I'm not moody I'm just like it sometimes it just happens and I don't know so I remember um I heard on a James Acaster interview he said something about if you if you have a tantrum there's something really satisfying about having a good tantrum <laughs> I kind of believe it so yeah if you're gonna have a tantrum try not to you know, try and keep the whirlwind contained and keep it to your own personal area. If you can have a tantrum, go outside, do it away from people, do it away from your loved ones and just have a nice little tantrum, come back refreshed and detantrumed and maybe that's the way forward. Anyway, who knows? You'll be hearing from me soon, I'm sure. That sounded like a threat, I'm sorry. Um, you'll be hearing from me shortly with some news and various podcast bits. I'm always on Twitter, oh, not always. I try and limit that usage as much as I can. I am frequently found on Twitter. Um, not so much on Facebook, but uh, Instagram's a good spot. I'm there a fair bit. Uh, I'm also on Patreon. If you want to kick in a couple of quid. Um, I've got some advertless in, uh, uh, podcasts on, on there. So... Got all, all of these uh, buddies, buddies podcasts on there without any adverts, as well as a bunch of exclusive, weird one-off things too, like some mixes. I've got a couple of live sets. Um, yeah, just some yeah remixes, bits and pieces like that from the past, and um, stuff like that. So 
that's happening. Bandcamp is also happening, which is where I keep a lot of my music. So you are more than welcome to snatch up any of the free stuff there. Or you can kick in some dough, which would be much appreciated, as always. And yeah, there's, there's a, a lot of stuff on there. Including my Megamix, uh, I forgot to say. <laughs> which is a Megamix of Controller 7's music, which I did in 2003. So... Uh, you can get that for free. It's a 20-minute mega mix. Uh, I went in on all the stuff I had back then, which was a fair bit. So, yeah, snatch that up. Little introduction to Tommy's music, then go on Tommy's Bandcamp and get all this stuff. Deal. Yeah, I'm not going to go on anymore. Okay, I'm done. So, all right, be well. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Um, yeah, yeah, you know what to do. You know what you're doing. We got this. Yeah, we'll be good. Much love. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And uh, I hope you found these monologues of use in some way. Perhaps. Perhaps not. Um, Maybe it's just on in the background and I'm just jibber-jabbering. That's all good too. But yeah, thank you and all the very best. With love. From the House of Buddy Peace. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.